which I think was, you know, sort of more assholeish of or shitbaggish of of Lawrence, where he says to his friend, "I'm a good dude. I'm trying to be there for my kid. Other dudes would have bounced." That is a shit line. That is a shit line, and I'm so tired of hearing people say that shit. I'm so tired of hearing dudes say that shit. That is a shit line. I'm here for my kid. I'm taking care of my kid. Other dudes would have bounced. I'm doing the right thing. That shit is fucking bullshit. I'm so yeah. sick of hearing that. Rachel. Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm taking care of my kids. I'm a good dude. Other dudes would have bounced. You don't get credit for things that you're already supposed to be doing, you know? Like, so what? You might be taking care of your kid. You're supposed to be taking care of your kid. And what does what somebody else is not doing have to do with you? And the baby is not that old. How old is the baby? Maybe three months at this point? Calm down. You got you got 18 more years of this. You really not that great at it at all in the very beginning. Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad? Look at Mother Earth. <laughs> this is called is a bad hair day, okay? Mother Earth, right, let me tell you. Rachel and I were having breakfast at IHOP in her neighborhood. So she's got her hair done, just got it pressed. The edges was tight. The baby hairs was tight, right? And then Rachel's got a good gray color going on. You would think she had to put that color in. So the waitress comes over and she says, I love your hair. And I said, excuse me, miss, but that's not dyed in, okay? That's not gray from a 402. That is her color. He did. He did. <laughs> but, but, but it's funny because that, that's, that's a thing now, though, right? How, it how really is. Going out, how many women are going out and getting their hair dyed gray yeah. and shades mm -hmm. of gray? I had to embrace it, so it made it easier now that it's kind of like a trend. All right, so Rachel's here. Yes. Clark is here. Single Dad Why You Mad is here. Uh, David is here. Uh, let's do some quick, and I don't even know if it's going to be quick because I got a list. Does your audience know about your purchase? So we're going to do all of that. Okay. okay. All of that. Sorry. Did you hear the man say he got a list? I got a list. I didn't know that was on a list. Okay. No, I'll, I'll tell you. It's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve long. So I'm going to go last. Clark, what's been going on with you since the uh, since June, if you think? No, it's, it's been a lot, man. Let's see. You know, from a from a daddy standpoint, just the kids getting reacclimatized to being in school in person, uh, being overwhelmed with with. with workloads at various levels, you know, just being stressed out. All of my kids to some degree have some level of anxiety, you know, and, and depression and so forth. So trying to manage that, trying to try to uh, you know figure out how that impacts them in their school lives. Uh, from a personal note, you know, just dealing with like trying to juggle work, trying to juggle daddy stuff, uh, studying for an exam for work. And I have not been in school brain since, damn, it's, it's been a while since I've been in school. So, like, to, to be studying again and, and trying to prepare for something else, it's just oh. another thing to juggle. And then it's, that's not even including, like, community stuff that I'm doing, too. Rachel. Yes. How have you been? <laughs> I'm good, David. I'm good. For the most part. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was hesitant as fuck, Rachel. <laughs> can, can I just say that? Well, because, okay. Go ahead, Rachel. You know, you know what I'm going through, David. I started therapy. Yes. Yes. 
<laughs> wait, so wait, wait, like like therapy, like sitting with somebody and, and, and letting them in? Yeah, I've been seeing a therapist since um, April of this year. Wow. I think the last time I talked with you guys on the air, I had mentioned that, you know, I've always struggled with my relationship with my mom. And yeah. it's been tough. Therapy has been tough. But um, I wouldn't change it. I'm glad that I, you know, started seeing someone. So, and then my son is in Rutgers. Oh, look at him. That bill was like, you know, David, remember how I had to go down there and pay that bill for the first semester and the, the, the things that went on with, between me and father um, in terms of paying for the bill. And then, you know, work. I also took a course uh, last month and it kicked my butt. It's really hard going back to school and taking up something that you know you need, but it's so boring. It's hard to retain <laughs> and taking tests every week. Uh, it's, yeah. yeah it, it, it's rough. It's rough. Yeah, it and and your, your attention span, at least I find for me, my attention span is not what it used to be. Yeah. It's hard for me to retain stuff if I don't find it interesting. So yeah. what about you, David? You're over there mad quiet. <laughs> what have you been up to? I was hoping somebody was going to ask me, David, so what the fuck is going on with you? A lot. So last year in March, I knew of uh, a lottery that was coming out to purchase a home. A new building going up in the middle of Harlem, premier building. So uh, I waited for it to come out. When it came out, immediately wrote in for an application. They sent it out to me. And I actually mailed it in probably a week late. But they took it anyway because COVID hit as soon as I mailed it in. COVID hit like the next day or the next week or whatever else it is and everything was shut down. Oh, I might have even mailed it after they shut down everything and said to myself, well, it's COVID. How mad are they going to be at people for turning stuff in late? They called me in November. They pre-qualified me before the end of the year. You know, I filled out loan applications and all that other sort of stuff and sent them all my paperwork and my deposits and all that other sort of stuff by March or April. And uh, I closed July 28th. So uh, I am a home debtor and my son Miles <laughs> will be a home owner because it was a lottery apartment. They give you a $25,000 grant toward buying it. And you get a deep discount. You buy it for a third of the market price, right? So um, the appraisal probably came back at somewhere in the neighborhood of nine hundred thousand. I got it for three twenty-five. Um, two bedrooms, two baths. Uh, so I got to hold on to it for twenty-five years, which is basically me passing it down to Miles. And uh, you know, when Miles turns thirty, he can do whatever he wants with it. So I'm actually in the middle of uh, putting together a will and a trust and all that other sort of stuff um, for. Uh, obvious reasons and for some not so obvious reasons. I dare somebody to ask so, me not so obvious. Well, so I, I was about to say, you know, most of us can tell what the obvious reasons for having a will and a trust would be. What's the not so obvious reason? So his mom can't get a greedy hands on my fucking money. <laughs> that That's usually the reasons for a trust, particularly like if you have younger kids. Yeah. So in August, right after we closed, we planned a trip to Cancun. We actually planned it before that. Nickelodeon had a uh, new water park out there. A friend 
or the woman who used to uh, manage one of the facilities not too far away from where I live, um, she was taking her son out there. It was his birthday and there were no other kids going. So they asked if we'd be interested in going. I said, sure. You know, I'd like to take a trip with Miles every year, just me and him. And that was something I wanted to go to. In order to do that, I needed a passport. So I asked his mom to fill out the passport information. She did. She sent it over. You know, we had to go back and forth a little bit, but finally we got that worked out. You know, I got his passport. Um, I had to call a senator to get it rushed, but they did it and I got it. And uh, I didn't need this, but you know how you get that, you know, parents authorization to travel letter? I didn't need it, but I asked her for it, right? Okay. And uh, when I wrote my new address down on it, because I hadn't told her yet that I moved because we had just closed, uh, she went the fuck off. Why would she go off seeing your new address? Rachel? Yes. You were intimately involved. Why don't you speak to it? <laughs> what part, David? When. Because there was there's a lot. So which part? Yeah, so let, let's start from the very beginning. What part do you remember? It's a very good place to start. Because y'all gotta realize I'm coming to this call. I remember the list of things that she wanted from you. She wanted proof of address and she gave suggestions your um utility bill, right? David? <laughs> wait, 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 what? Wait, yes. this is after seeing that you had a change address. Yeah, because she wanted, I think you said she wanted you to put your new address on that document that you asked from her, right? That is, About correct. Letting still, that, that is correct. I still had right. the old address and on in it. In order yes. for her to sign it, she wanted you to provide those things to her, right? And what were those things? Do you remember? It was a lease or, right? A lease, um, <laughs> utility bill. She, she clearly said proof of address and then gave some suggestions of what she would accept. Wasn't uh, mm -hmm. a copy of the mortgage proof also? Did she have that? Uh, I'm not sure. She might have. Yeah. Wait, David, which one of us has ties to other countries? Which was the immigrant kid? <laughs> Wait, yeah. as a matter of fact, not, not even that. Which one in your situation is the immigrant kid? Like, what she think you're going to flee the country with Miles? But she wasn't asking about that. She was asking about the apartment. She was at, she, so she, everybody knows that this is like a premier address in here in Harlem. And I think her thing was like, how did you do that? I think that's what it really was. But even if that's the thing, right? Because in, in, yo, my man. I didn't quite understand it to be honest. One of my boys always tell me, Clark, stop trying to inject logic into illogical situations. I'm going to ask the logical question. If she's wondering how you pulled it off, right? Logically, I don't see the correlation between asking you for all these proofs of address. Oh, she's trying to say basically you ain't really got this address. Like, I, I don't get it. So what we also came to the conclusion was that we were thinking that maybe she thought David was living with a woman at this new place. Oh. Right, David? Didn't Was that my brain or your brain? Or did we both come up with oh. That was your brain, Rachel. That wasn't my brain. <laughs> but yo, 
See, damn, like that's not that's not even going through our minds, right? Like, I'm, like, I'm, I'm not even thinking that's what that I was thinking. Like, thinking is he living with somebody there, or did he buy that himself? I'm thinking. Oh, so she's yeah. like, oh. I could be wrong. So she was. She wants proof of address. Because so why she else would you need proof of address? Yeah. To see who else is on the lease, or see if there's somebody else on the mail. Or to see like, if he's renting, as opposed to owning. I'm thinking also. Right, but like even so, what what does what does it matter? Yeah, I, once again, injecting that logic. I mean, what does it matter? Like, what does any of that got to do with me and my son traveling to Cancun, Mexico, to the Nickelodeon Park? Absolutely. Right. I thought she was like she she was awesome shit like you trying to flee the Wait, country. He's not done. Wait, oh this go, this rabbit hole goes deeper. Please continue, <laughs> sir. Continue. Do you are you going to tell him that part? The, the so minute? so so then we get down there. She eventually signs off on it, right? Um, I because the apartment that I had prior to this. I was still on that lease until the end of August. So I said, technically, this is still my address. I said, if you don't want to sign this, don't sign it. I don't, I didn't tell her I don't need it. I said, if you want to ruin this trip for miles out of some jealousy or whatever else it is that's going on with you, then that is entirely up to you. This is what it is. I'm not asking for anything else. And eventually she signed it. So we get down to Cancun. We meet all of the people that are down there. And the woman who's hosting it there with her son and her husband says to me, oh, and yeah, I have to call and let her know we got here okay. I said, I'm sorry. So she said it once and what? it went right over my fucking head. I had no fucking, I was idea. I was sitting there dumbfounded. And I said, call her. Wait a minute, what are you talking about? And she said, Miles' mom, I got to call her or text her and let her know we got here okay. And I said, how would that, what, what are you talking about? And she says that reached out to her via text message and said, hey, I got your number off your website. Um, wait, 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 whoa, whoa, whoa. Let me finish what she said. Let me finish what she said. She said, I got your number off your website and just wanted to let you know I'm Miles' mom. And I just when Miles is excited about this trip, want y'all to have fun, blah, blah, blah. Please, you know, connect or whatever else it is. When y'all get there and let me know everything's okay. So, so as you can hear about my stuttering, I'm like, wait, hold on, does not compute. Because as you're telling this story, you're like, oh, listen, give a call. I'm thinking like, oh, this is a shared group of friends that you guys have in common. Absolutely not. Right, which I gathered from, I got your number from your website. So she has no ties to these people whatsoever. These are your friends. Absolutely does not. And, um, why didn't she just ask you, hey, David, shoot me a text and let me know you guys are there safe? She Absolutely. asked me, good, good, good point. Before we were leaving, she was like, so I need to know who y'all going with, who you're going to stay with, where y'all going to be, and all that other sort of nonsense. And I said, Miles is going away with his father. He is going to be with his father. That should be good enough. And she was not satisfied with that. She was like, yeah, but it's COVID and you taking him. I said, he's going to be with his father. I am taking care of him. 
when you take him someplace and he's with you, I don't question where you're going, who you're going to be with, how you're getting there, who you're staying with and all that other sort of stuff. You are his mother. And I trust that you are going to take good care of him and do the best what's for him. And you should expect the same from me. And she decided, and this is what I think she did. I think she went to my Instagram to see who I was following because I mentioned the woman's name a while ago. And she looked for the woman's name or looked for the who was following me. And then she clicked on the woman's website and then she called that to text her like that. You didn't tell me that part. <laughs> yo, like, so this goes back to, yo, my brain don't even work like that. Like, I, like I'm not doing that kind of detective. So Rachel believes that she probably thought I was going away to Cancun and I was involved with this woman that I was going with. And that's why she was trying to do the check, you know, yeah. the detective work. I mean, that, that, that could be it too. But once again, like, because my you brain don't even work like that. What brain does it go there? Rachel, would your mind go that far? No, <laughs> it wouldn't go that far. Now, if I was interested in someone and, and I felt like, no, you know what? No, I wouldn't because I don't want no, I don't want anyone that doesn't want me. So no, I would not, I would not be trying to find out what is going on in your love life. If you're seeing someone, if you're, if you bought an apartment, me personally, no, I wouldn't have gone there. So let's, 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 so let's flip the paradigm just ever so slightly. And let's say it's not about being jealous it's about you know just knowing where your kid is and having oversight into where your kid is going and who they're with would you go that far would you reach out to, to a random parent or a, or, or a random person that you thought was associated with the trip no because what could that random if i don't know this person why why am i trusting more trusting of the person i don't know rather than my son's father that that's also where the question lies for me because i'm sure she knows he's a, she he's very responsible when it comes to miles so why would i trust a complete stranger to update me on my child's my child's where whereabouts or if he landed safely and not contact his father that he went with with Miles wasn't going on a trip on his own and she was contacting the trips, you know, you know how your kids go you know, on the coordinator or something. Yeah. See, so, so, so that's my thing, right? It's like, not everybody has that relationship. Some people can't trust their, 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 their co-parent, which is going to, I don't think, Dave, I don't think David and which is going to get us to where we're going to end up at the end of this thing in talking about insecure and that relationship that, that, but but it still doesn't make sense because i believe from what david has told me and you know if we go back to one of your recordings with her clark she says she knew david was going to be a good father and that he was a good father so i don't know right so that, that, that's exactly that's exactly my point what, what what it really boils down to at least in my head as i'm you know, I'm dissecting this and listening to it. It's a locus of control. Could it be a little bit of sabotage? Sabotaging what? You, you and his trip. Yeah. I don't believe that there were any good intents here whatsoever. I'm sorry. Okay. I don't believe she had any good intentions whatsoever. 
I think it was the 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 idea that who is he going with? How come I don't know who he's going with? Um, you know, it should be us going on a family a trip. A bit of jealousy, yeah. yeah. Not him going with you know whoever else it is. It should have been us that bought a condo together, not who he buying it or whoever else he may have bought it with. Yeah, I think it's that. That's what I don't think there is any good intent here. So, so you think she's having seller's remorse? Ooh. Look at Clark dropping a, a, a new term, seller's remorse. Listen, yeah. you know. You know, there's a scene in, in Insecure last season when um, Lawrence and, and Clark, I know you was trying to catch up, so you tell me if you saw this episode. Lawrence and Condola have broken up, and Lawrence meets up with um, Issa for dinner, and they start discussing their prior relationship and and um she lawrence says i had a ring for you and isa's like you did and she was she got sad and lawrence says oh so now you realize that you wasn't shit so maybe <laughs> that's what <laughs> that's a thing that song sounds like the woman who used to date Michael Jordan before he became Michael Jordan. And, and, every, and every famous dude has that. Yeah. So speak. So in relation to sabotage, right, that sort of sabotage has been going on nonstop since. Right. So um, Miles' mom once mentioned to me that, you know, she was thinking about putting Miles in karate. Do you know any programs? Right. And I had been thinking about it before that. So I found a program that is literally right around the corner from me one day on Saturdays for an hour. And I asked her, hey, I found something. It's on Saturdays. Are you okay with this? And the response was yes. And we went to the first class and it was amazing. He loved it. We went to the second class. It was amazing. He loved it. Never mind the fact that when I go over there and get him Saturday morning, I got to stand downstairs for 15, 20 minutes before she actually brings him downstairs. But you know, fuck it, right? Fuck it. I've been there. I've been there. The third Saturday, I get a message. Hey, um, we're going to the Museum of Natural History with one of his schoolmates, so he won't be able to go. And I said, well, wait a minute. It's at 10 o'clock in the morning until 11 o'clock. The fucking museum probably doesn't even open up until 11 o'clock. You know, you can't right. wait. No, it's unavoidable. You can't go, blah, 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 blah. So he didn't go, you know, you sure? I tried to find something for him during the middle of the week, couldn't find anything to him. And I said, I'm just not going to keep doing this anymore because I pay for that up front. So now you, you got a cash investment in him going to class and she just blowing it off like, oh, yeah, he don't want to go to. It ain't that he don't want to go. He want to go. But now she's 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 cross planning. Yes. To prevent him from going. Yes. So, so has there been more than one instance where he where he missed because of her planning? So the second time, last week, she sends me a message saying, so Miles says he wants to go to karate, you know, tomorrow. And I said, listen, I'm not going to keep doing this with you. I pay for this thing a month in advance. Why would I keep planning this thing to never know when he's going to go and when he's not going to go and all that other sort of stuff? I said, on top of that, all the other kids that started out with him, you know, are like, you know, they're learning more stuff, they're doing more stuff, and he's going to be behind everybody else. That's not fair. 
It's not fair to him. One of the kids, so you get, you know, you, you Clark's, he does karate, uh, Rachel. You know, you get a, you learn how to tie your belt. So they give you a little red, yellow stripe on your white belt or whatever else it is as they move you up in the class. You know, everybody else is moving forward and he's starting from ground zero. You may feel right. differently about it, Clark, but this sort of sporadic every now and then, no, no. Right, and, 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 I'll, and I'll, I'll say this, right? And that's what I was trying to gather, whether she, because of her actions, he'd missed a few classes. This is more about control, if you ask me. What do you think, Rachel? Let me know. Yeah, I think so. I think so. One thing, it was her day. You're planning stuff on her day. But so, I asked. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, I mean, like, think, think about how this works out, right? You ask, you confirm, you, you know, reassure. Hey. Pay and, you and pay, then, and, then, and then the situation changes, right? Like I agreed to it, but I changed my mind. Especially now, I got to jump out of bed and get him dressed to go down the stairs. And this should have been my day, right? Like I, 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 like as Rachel said that on her day, my gear started turning. I'm like, yeah, I could, I could see that. I could completely yeah. see that. Yeah, we weren't doing anything on our day, but this is still my day. But this is still my day. Why are you? How dare you plan stuff? Why ask me the following week he wants to go? Because maybe she had something to do. Or or maybe mom's was like, Mom, I want to go to karate. Yeah. Right? And now he, he's asking and he's making it a priority. And I should, oh, let me just reach out to his father and make sure he can take him. I mean, this is all speculation on our parts, right? Like we, we don't yeah. know what's really going on in our head, but you know, I think that makes sense. You know what I think is going on in her head? You gotta leave that part out. <laughs> Seller's remorse. That's what's going. On. What you mean, like this? I <laughs> name Oh, it's just been a bunch of nonsense going back and forth. You know, she doesn't want to do half. You know, we made an agreement that uh, she's going to do half his homework and I'll do half his homework. He gets four homework assignments during the week. She's saying, well, I'm not going to do um, half the homework assignments, even though we already agreed to it because he's only with me on the weekends and he's with you during the week. So you should be primarily responsible for his homework, number one. And then number two, what was the other thing, Rachel? I don't want homework. The weekends are fill filled and she he doesn't. She doesn't want him to feel um, tied down to the homework because they have busy weekends. And so she wants yeah. the weekends to be about fun, not about homework. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, y'all laugh because you can see my face. I'm like, no, but the homework got to get done. I was telling David, I wish I was that type of person that I could just say, fuck it. I just. You know, that I could just let my kid go to school without doing his homework. And I don't know whether she's a little bit more lenient because she knows that David is the constant and he he'll make sure the homework is done. But for me, as a single mom, I there was no way in the world I was going to let my kid go to work, go to school without doing his homework. You know? Even if it's I on the weekend? Say, Even yeah, if it's on the weekend? Huh? Even if it's on the weekend. What, what do you mean? Even if it's on the weekend, if you get homework on Friday, when, when are you doing the homework on the weekend? 
I made sure his homework was done at least by um, um, Saturday because I didn't want to be bothered with it on Sunday because I was already trying to get ready for the work week. So, yeah, you came home with homework on Friday. Clark, do you think kids should do homework on the weekend or should it just be fun and play? No, I think I think homework should be done and then you have fun and play. The homework came in on the weekend and you know the shit's got to get done. Let's get it done. If you're worried about it blowing your weekend, you know, deal with deal with it for an hour, two hours, whatever. It ain't even two hours long. Right. Because they give you homework for four days. They give you homework for four days. They have a Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday assignment. You turn it in on Friday. I said, you do two, whichever two doesn't make a difference to me. And then I'll do two. And regularly, one half of one gets done um, you know, on the regular. On the regular. You know, and 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 the, the 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 contradiction to me, right, is that you know, she begged and hammered to get him into this school. He's in the talented and gifted school, and it was her thing to get him in here. So now we got to keep him in here. You got to keep him in there. Number one, but number two, what'd you think it was going to be easy? So I remember we were on the um the the first town hall or the parent teacher conference, or they sent out an email about homework and all that other sort of stuff. And I remember getting an email from her or a text message from her saying, "David, I'm not sure about this school. It looks like they're real strict." And I thought she was talking about what time they. I thought she was talking about what time had to be in in the morning, you know, versus being late and all that other sort of stuff because, you know, she's chronically late, right? But now I see, yeah, it's about the homework. They said we get homework and this is how often you get homework, blah, 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 blah. But the other contradiction is that when we're on a parent-teacher conference, she's uber concerned. Uber. Uber concerned. How about this? How about this? Do you think there's something that we should be paying attention to here? Do you think that there's something that maybe he needs some additional help? He starts his S's down from the bottom and he circles up to make it an S. He's writing all his letters starting with the starting down from the bottom, the E's start at the bottom and then he circles up and makes an E. Do you think he's got this, he's got that? And I'm saying to myself, nigga, you don't even want to help him with his fucking homework. How are you so concerned about what the fuck is going on in school and how he's writing and all that sort of bullshit? Right, because it, it, it may, it, it's it's also about the perception, right? Go ahead. It's about the perception. It's oh, you know, my child is. Uh, it, it, it it it's so funny. Like, you know, the twists and turns it potentially takes. It's like oh, you know, my child is. You know, depending on the makeup of the school, a black kid in this school, you know, a young man in this school, a young black man in this school, right? Like there's so many different parents, so I have to present as an involved and educated parent. Rachel so said my child all the time, and it, I got to tell you, Rachel, you never heard me say this before, but it drives me up the wall when you say that. But go ahead, Rachel, because she says, "What do I say? Wait, what? What do I say?" She's presenting as. <laughs> No, because remember, um, you had said, or there was one part of the meeting where she wanted to know how the other kids were doing. So, Rachel, it's okay to tell the truth. I recorded the meeting. <laughs> I record every fucking conversation. <laughs> fuck that. Fuck that. I record because... 
Because no, no, let me tell you why. So Clark, I'm sorry. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go back a little. Because I remember the first time we had her on, and she's saying all this shit, and I'm saying to myself, these niggas is buying this fucking bullshit. Oh my god, y'all buying this fucking bullshit. You and Ellen, y'all buying this fucking. I said, why are they caping for this motherfucker? Y'all buying this shit. So you know, so Clark, um, one of the things is that the the teacher had said nice things about um, Miles. Right. And still she wanted, you know, she was, she still kept saying, you know, well, if is should we can be concerned about this? The teacher made it clear that Miles was on level, but I think she wanted him to be exceptional. And then and then she asked the teacher in terms of all of the class, what level is Miles on? So I think she wanted him so to she be above. Yeah. And they not are, only that, they, your children are a reflection of you. So it, that's exactly it. So mm -hmm. why go into this thing with the teacher talking about all of his shortfalls and he's not good and should we get him help and all this other sort of stuff? And then on top of that, end it off with, and whenever Miles come home, he has these fantastic stories. I think we should write a book. How do I get him started on writing a book? You just said he can't write and he's having a problem <laughs> writing backwards, but now you want him to write a fucking book. This shit don't make no fucking sense. <laughs> and this is the nonsense. I'm telling you, and I told you guys this before, every day, every week, something happens. Every day. It's true, every it's true Clark. He sends me stuff happens. all the time. No, I, like, do, I, like, I, I, I'm, like, real talk. I get it, right? Like, I, I get it. And she called me know. on Halloween and said, listen, I'm not feeling well. Could you come get Miles and take him trick-or-treating? In the background, it sounded like there was a fucking party going on. <laughs> so, so she partying and trying to get you to come It sounded down. like there was a fucking party going on. And she said, uh, she texted me, I'm not feeling well. Could you come get Miles and take him to <laughs> I called. I guess she didn't expect me to call. And she didn't realize or remember the text she sent me saying she's not feeling well. It sounded like there was a fucking party going on. But I just wanted to see my kid anyway. So I went and got him. Right. So, so it's, it's, it's a whole bunch of nonsense going on. It's nonstop. Um, and if I, you know, at the end of the day, I decided I need therapy too. <laughs> so you, so you're, you're in therapy now? I had my first uh, intake session today. <laughs> For what? For what? For no, what? I'm saying to you, David, that, 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 that's not a big step. Listen. Absolutely. That's not, that's not a big step. I'm, 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 I'm applauding you. I'm not being facetious. I'm being, I'm being a buck ten with you. We all under, need that shit. I am under. I noticed that I have been under a lot of stress and a lot yes. of anxiety related to the job, related to everything. But everything always boils down to me. For I want to be able to take care of my kid. I want to be there for my kid. I want to see my kid go old, grow old. I want to or, or or old enough to take on whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? You know, right. I go to the doctor and I had my yearly physical and my fucking doctor calls and he says, hey, so he didn't call, he sent me a text message, right? I've been going mm. to the same doctor 20 something years, right? He fucking jams his, he been jamming his finger up my ass since I was 40 years old. And I told him, he, he, this is what he says, he said, okay, we're, time for your Dada favorite in love. <laughs> he said, time for your favorite part. This is what he says, hey, time for your favorite part, right? Because it fucking drives me up the fucking wall, right? And I said, dude, I got, ah, oh, fuck it. 
I've been going to the same doctor for 20 something years, right? And he always calls and leaves a message that says, hey, test results fine, blah, 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 fine, blah, 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 fine, um, good health. I wish you good health. This year, he sends a message that says, hey, uh, we got some numbers back that are fucking, uh, he didn't say fucking, but that's got some numbers back that, you know, I want to talk to you about. Give me a call when you get a chance. I call him, and the first thing I said is, oh, I called him. He didn't pick up. He calls him back. I said, oh, boy, here we go. It is. Now it's all over, right? I've been fucking, I've been on a streak. It's all fucking over. And in my head, you know, the anxiety is, okay, my PSA is all fucking balanced. You have to cut my fucking nuts off or whatever the fuck else it is they do. Or, you know, my, 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 what's the other, what else is out there? You call an OSCE number? What? Oh, all things, and I'm fucking worried. And it's like stress that everything always comes back to me for taking care of my kid and being there for this fucking kid. Everything, everything comes back to me for that. And I'm, I'm telling you, um, prior to having a kid, dude, I didn't give a fuck if I lost a fucking job tomorrow. My rent was fucking five, six, seven hundred dollars a month. Who gave a fuck, right? Yeah, you, you live it for you. All I had to do was take care of me, but I got to take care of somebody else, right? So yeah, I don't ever remember worrying as much as I do until I had a child. So, so, so to yeah. add to it, right? To add to it, um, Miles was in close contact with somebody. One of the kids in his class had COVID, right? So I run over to the school to get him, um, and uh, you know, we went down to the. Uh, the doctor's office or the hospital right down the block and got a uh, a COVID test. Normally, I put him to sleep in his room, I close the door, I go in the room, I close my door, and I see him in the morning, right? Um, but I slept with both doors open and... <laughs> <laughs> and early in the morning, like seven o'clock or six o'clock in the morning, I don't know what it was, but I heard him cough. Man, I sat up so fast and got up and went in that room and see what the fuck was going on. Oh my goodness, this motherfucker's gonna be the death of me. But let's not get stuck here, right? Um, all I'm saying is that I've been under a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety these past couple of months. Um, it has led me to therapy and I found a guy. I wanted somebody who was Afro-American. I wanted somebody who was a man and I wanted somebody who was older or at my age level so that you know I'm hoping they can identify with me and what it's like to grow up you know, as a black man in you know this country in america in new york city blah 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 in, in the shared times period right like having some perspective yes and and i found somebody so far we had you know the first session and we'll, we'll, we'll see how it goes but in speaking about what happened on this episode of insecure you got the chance to watch it clark yeah yeah i did watch it okay what was your biggest takeaway so it, it it's it was really interesting because I, I mentioned to you guys I was a little behind in it, so I didn't even know like that that Lawrence and Con and Condola were uh, expecting this baby, right? Lisa Rice, right? <laughs> <laughs> Condola, Condola, yeah. <laughs> whatever. Condola, right? So I you know, I turn on the episode, it's like boom, oh, you're your baby's here. I'm like, yo, he found her by text, like she she didn't call him to say like. I'm like, yo, what happened in the nature of their relationship that she's just like having a baby and then he finds out by a text and he shows up and everybody's getting the stink eye. So I'm like, oh, shit, right? And I'm watching, but my, but my major takeaways as, as all this is going on is like, yo, it's some real petty shit that goes on between co-parents, right? Like, She's doing shit with like 
total blatant disregard for him. He's walking the situation like, hey, you know, total and blatant disregard for her feelings. And it's just like, uh, uh, like the butting ahead that you see in real life. So that, that, that's what really hit me. It was just like, yo, that was a, that was a realistic episode. Rachel? So remember last season when, I don't know if you saw this episode, David, well, you might have, when he comes, when she comes to tell him that she's pregnant and she tells him she doesn't need anything, right? I'm going to do this on my own. And um, exactly what she said. And he made it clear that he, he didn't want a child. He was like, you know, we're not even together. Why do you want a child? And she was like, with her first husband, she wasn't ready to have a kid. But now that she's pregnant, she's ready to, to do this. So anyway, so then you fast forward to uh, Sunday's episode. And I think um, Lawrence had a lot of resentment towards her because he really didn't get it. And we've had this discussion, me and you, David. She, she didn't consider him when it came to whether she had a baby or not. And as I've said to you before, if a woman decides that she wants to have a baby, she might lead you to believe that is it's a joint um, decision, but she has the final word. And you can't be get you can't be upset with a man for not for for being resentful. So to me, he was just showing that he was resentful about having a baby with someone that he was not with or someone that he didn't want to have a baby with. But he did say in that episode that I'm going to be there for my kid. I'm not just going to have no kid out here. Um, it, it, am I saying that true or am I misunderstanding? True, but th that doesn't take away the resentment. And I think, you know, in the in the, the season before, she was saying how she didn't need anything and, you know, you could interact at your choice. You know, if you want to see the baby, if you don't want to see the baby, you could be in and out. But I think she realized that um, that it wasn't that easy. That's where I want to start. Yeah, it's not that easy. That's where I want to start. And I think also... When you're pregnant and you're, you know, it's scary in general, but you have the, these thoughts about when you do have your child and then when you do have it, what you thought was going to be the case is not necessarily the case when the baby yeah. is out. And, and, and another thing, in, in my opinion, and this is how I felt as a, you know, even though me and my son's father lived together, and I've said this before, that was my kid. That's how I felt. That's so that's that that was the that huge was thing. Was, that was a huge thing for me. Like when he came to get the baby, and she's like, Oh no, 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 he's not going with you. Yeah. And she changed her mind. Yeah. Or and, even at the party when she was like, Give me my baby. I right. felt that before. I felt that but, give but, me but, but 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 Rachel, so that you can say that as to a man who's like in and out or not fully involved or you are the full-time parent or whatever else it is. Do you think you can say that to a man who is equally involved as you are? So, so, but, so uh, I don't know how that Rachel, feels. I don't mean to cut you off, but I'm thinking. Wait, about wait, wait, wait. Say it again, Rachel. 
I don't know how that feels. You don't know how it feels. Okay, so that's fair. All right. So, because I was thinking along the lines of you know of the couple and insecure, right? They are just now beginning this process together. So she's already setting the precedent that yo, your opinion doesn't matter. You were not informed. You were informed via text when your when your kid was born. You weren't allowed the opportunity or the choice to be in the delivery room. Right. You know the the the, the christening and and all all the decisions regarding you know the, the child's spiritual path were decided by you and your family. Everything that's just going on is just like oh he's an he is, as a father is an afterthought in the process, right. right? And he's trying to interject himself like hey I'm not here trying to be a weekend dad. I'm not here trying to be a half-assed dad, I want to be involved in these processes. And I want to be involved in the decisions because this is my kid. You know, in her head, she could absolutely be like, oh, that's my kid. That's my child. And, you know, I see a lot of moms who say that. Hell, I've even gotten into it with my ex-wife where she goes, oh, I carried them for nine months. I said, who carried them for every year after that? When we go somewhere, you know, they were in my arms. I'm carrying two all, all three of them at a time. Can I say something? Go for it, man. If I'm going to go back to the part where she says that she don't need nothing from you, that she's good with this. If you realize that that's not true anymore and you do need something from him, be it time, whatever else it is, say that. Yeah. Say that. Say, listen, I know I told you that this is my baby. I'm good. I don't need no help, whatever else it is. But the truth of the matter is, if I think back on it I'm now, struggling. I'm yeah. struggling. Even with my sister here, whatever else it is, I'm struggling. Right. And I would appreciate it. Like if you could, you know, step in a little bit more. Um, I, I, that's where I start. Right. But first of all, couldn't nobody tell me I don't need nothing from you when it comes to me and my kid, right? Right. You couldn't came to, so, so if you are within 30 days of having my baby, I'm not going less than, I'm, I'm, not, I'm not going within a, a, a 30 minute run from you. I'm just not. That's my, that's how I'm living. You know, even if I had but a job, he was living in another town. He was I, living I know the baby's coming. If I know the baby's coming within the next 30 days, I'm going to have to tell this job. Listen, I got a kid coming. I need y'all to understand this. I need to be over here for the next 30 days, at least to see what the fuck happens out. I just do. No, I, I, I believe you would, David. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And y'all know my story. I was on my way to a white party. <laughs> You had to do that. <laughs> well, I was on my way to a white party, so you know I was fucking up the event, right? Um, but uh, you know, so so the other thing, you know, March, no in April, March, April. In March, in the oh, you, snow on the ground. There was snow on the April. Snow on the There was still snow on the ground. I remember, I got pictures. There was snow on the ground. But I was on my way to all white party in, in April, right? March. Um, when is April tenth? Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> So the thing when she says about, well, well first of all, let me, I'm going to back up for one. The, the, her sister needs to mind her fucking business. But isn't a lot of sisters are like that? 
Listen, she she feels she she feel like she's looking out for her sister. Yeah, why not? Yeah, but she's not being honest with her sister. You told her you didn't need anything. Did you tell your sister? Well, I told him in the beginning I ain't need nothing from him. But how but how but how, how honest are people? Like people aren't even honest with themselves. Son. That's are my point. Sure? That's, That's my point. She's a, not being honest with her. Buck ten, a buck ten. Like how how many how many of these conversations have we had? With, with with our sister podcasts and their listeners and they're like, oh, you know, my baby daddy ain't shit. We've had guests on, right? Who who come on and be like, oh, my baby daddy ain't shit. You know, he he don't want nothing to do with our son. Yeah, you know, and then and then when you 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 ask them the deeper questions, no, we weren't in a relationship. No, we we're just kind of hanging out. No, I no, I told him I didn't want kids either. But you know, when I got pregnant, I changed my mind. All right, but that's that's not that's not what you let up with, right? That's not the, the conversation you guys had. That's not the agreement you had. And then now I got this kid. He don't want nothing to do with the kid. Okay, his, that doesn't excuse the dude, though. That, that doesn't excuse the dude, though. I'm not. No, listen, I'm not, I'm not saying. I'm not saying whatever. What what I'm what I'm saying is this, right? It's it's a situation where even if it doesn't excuse him. You got to be honest with yourself with the circumstances that things happen under. All I'm trying to say is that uh, neither one of them are innocent in this. So, no, not so, at all. So, so not at all. yeah, she's not telling her sister, you know, the truth. I don't think she told her sister the truth um, about what she didn't want this Lawrence involved. I, I think she's misstepped. Um, and, and I want to talk to you about the, 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 the giving them solids, right? So for me, right? I don't know if he knew in advance that she didn't want him having solids, but I don't need to win that fight, right? If you say you don't want him having solids, you know what I'm saying? And this ain't hurting him, you know, in, in no manner or form. I don't really care that much, you know, to need to win that. Rachel? But she never told him. She never told him that. Why are you not telling him about your child's milestones? If you're saying that he's, you know, showing, you know, he's showing up here and there, why are you not having these conversations? What, what the, what the solids, like, right? hey, Ja is eating solids now, or, you know, she didn't tell him. Why is she mad at him about something that she did not tell him about? Because I, I think the argument with the solids thing, wasn't it that, you know, that the doctor said we could introduce solids. She said, oh, I want to wait until, you know, such and such time. And he he just happened to be at the table. He's like, oh, I, I give him a little piece of this. And he seemed to be fine. But and I don't think she good. said that to him at first. Yeah, I don't she think she actually said, said it to him. She said it, yeah, she uh, said it to him at the time that he oh, came. Like she was planning to, yeah. Yeah. If she would have said to me, um, I don't want to give him solids yet. Why yeah. are you giving him solids? I would have said, my bad. Here you go. Take him. You know, and, and and I think that's the thing, like, you know, you talk about, like, you know, emotional intelligence, right? And and Lawrence, in, in, like, in this episode, he's completely lacking emotional intelligence. He is, like, and, and I can I can see, right? Like, but he's a bit of a shitbag, too, though, Clark, no? Right, right, well, yeah. You know, because well, well, because he, he, he's, he's in his he's in his own head and his own feelings and his own shit, right? No, he's Wait. a shitbag. No, he's a shitbag. Why is that, David? He had the chance to make a flight. The thing went off that said flight to L.A. And he ignored it and sent her a message saying, I'm not going to make it work. Work was already over. He just right. didn't even go. He, right. 
Yeah, he was exa- he was exhausted. He said. Uh, but so, but and I say like, see that that was a shit bag move. But it, but keep but keeping keeping on 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 topic, right? And keep it on on the situation with the food, right? Or or or, or introducing solids. It's him going. You're not gonna block me out. Right, and that and that that's the problem that we we get into as co-parents. It's no longer about the kid; it's about the ego. It's you don't have to tell me not to give my kids solids. If you, and if you are showing up when you're supposed to showing up, and not pressing snooze when the thing pops up that says um, it's time for your flight and all that other sort of stuff, then from where I sit, you can say that. But but, but, but you, you press snooze. And when you press snooze and zag, ah, fuck it, I don't feel like going down there this week. I'll go next week. Then you don't have the right to say that. Right. But I, and, I'll, and I'll say this, right? Like, that's that's a shitty move, right? It's a shitty move. And, th- and that's what people who are dialing it in and phoning it in. But also looking at the lead up to that, like, from, from the second that kid was born, he was an afterthought anyway. Yeah. Right? Yeah. She treated him, she she treated him like an like afterthought. Should he show up? Should he continue to show up? I'm so fucking lovely. Right? Because at but, one but, point but, in the in the TV show, they he said they were discussing names. So they were talking. Right. And now he was he was upset about her naming him, the child with uh Elijah Elijah Mustafa, Mustafa. right. <laughs> but they were talking because he said so. They it wasn't like he was just in San Francisco and not checking up on her, you know what right. I'm saying? They were so, conversating, so I think it was more of this is my baby, and I'm gonna do what I want with my baby. So and, I want I, 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 I think that's common. I think that's I want to I want to yeah, I want to hit on that um um real quick, but I want to touch on two more notes. What about going to the party together? She reached out to him to say, let's go to this. Do you want to go to this thing together? I don't see anything wrong with them going to the party together as co-parents. Rachel? Well, you know, for me, I think there was a motive behind the invite. I agree. Yeah, I think there was I mean, a it's motive. possible. It's, it's possible. Yeah. You know, she, she, could, she could have been like, no, let me, let me feel him out and see how this goes. But well, Rachel, because are you going anywhere? Let's start here. Are you going anywhere with your son's father? Are you going in this to current to 2021? The son you have now, Rachel. Yeah, that's yeah. Son. yes. My no, my son's father in 20. Am I going anywhere with him now? Last Are you talking year, about the other split for 15 but, years, right? So yeah, but so remember, David. So we used to <laughs> we used to go places um together, and I know. I had moved here and re- remember this story, David. I'm gonna tell this story. You're gonna talk about the condoms? You're gonna do it? Cause I was gonna pull it out of you. I was gonna pull it out of you. You were gonna pull the condoms out of her? What the hell? Yes, let's go. I will pull what up. kind of party did I walk into? I'm not, no. Go ahead, Rachel. It's your floor. Go. Like I, I told you, um, you guys before, I had broken up with him before I moved to New Jersey in 2011. And um, when I when I broke up with him and moved here, he was very consistent about coming and seeing his son. But I believe the motive was that he thought there would be a chance for me and him. Once I let him know that there was never a chance for me and him, the the, the visits came 
you know, farther and farther apart. But anyway, he calls me on the phone. He didn't have a car at this time. And he calls me on the phone and he uses my son as an excuse. It was May. My son's birthday was coming up. And he was like, let, I want to, I want to take to, I can't remember the place is in Laurel, New Jersey. It's a water park, but indoor. He was How like, time? um, maybe what are you in? Um, he might've been in the third or fourth grade. Oh, keep going. Okay. So <laughs> he calls me on the phone. He tells me I'm going to send you. He was like, listen, we can stay in a hotel and you know i'll pay for everything so <laughs> at the time i had told my mother this story yeah wants to i told my my mom and she said oh poor he's barking up the wrong tree and i said no ma i don't think so i said we don't even flirt you know there's none of that going on because i'm not even interested <laughs> david take the smirk <laughs> So anyway, my mom's like, oh, poor thing. He is just, well, anyway, so I make the reservation. He sells me the money. I make the reservations and all of this other stuff. So we go to the water park. They, you know, all on the rides and all of that other stuff. And so what I do is it's time for check-in. So I tell him I'm leaving. I'm going to go take the stuff and check into the hotel. Okay. So I get to the hotel, I go upstairs, I check in, I go upstairs and I had bought myself some liquor, right? So I went back to the car to get my liquor, but I didn't have any, I had already brought my bag upstairs. So I didn't want to walk through the lobby with a bottle of liquor. So I see his little um, bag. And so I flip it open and I get ready to put the the, the liquor into the into the bag and he has a pair of underwear <laughs> deodorant a pair of socks and in how many condoms four yellow condoms lifestyle <laughs> so i said this motherfucker think he gonna fuck me today <laughs> this is what i say to him but then i said no he might have had that in his bag for one of his other you know what I'm saying? That's what I said. There's no way this man thinks that I'm having sex with him, but that's what he had in the car, in in, in his bag. All right, because I will say this, right? <laughs> I have I have I have my travel bag, like I have a, like a book bag, you know, Brooklyn dude. I like that type of person. Right? <laughs> I got a I got a book bag. Stop it! Stop it! Stop it! Stop it. No, I'm, listen, I'm, I'm saying. Uh, I got my book bag. My book bag. Listen, fuck. He stopped in the bodega in Brooklyn and got the four, and he might have took one of those little pills that they sell behind the counter. Who knows? But Stop. listen, Clark, we go to dinner. Listen, I didn't tell yeah, you. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. So you go to we dinner. We go to dinner, and guess yeah. what he orders? Oysters. Yes. <laughs> okay. he, he, he was trying to fuck. <laughs> he, he was trying to spat. Yo, yo, like, just stop or just stop, just stop, just stop. So listen, listen I want to talk. I want to talk about quick about two more things, right? Two more things. Go ahead, go ahead. Um, which I think was you know sort of more assholeish 
of or shitbaggish of of Lawrence when he says to his friend, "I'm a good dude. I'm trying to be there for my kid. Other dudes would have bounced." That is a shit line. That is a shit line. And I'm so tired of hearing people say that shit. I'm so tired of hearing dudes say that shit. That is a shit line. I'm here for my kid. I'm taking care of my kid. Other dudes would have bounced. I'm doing the right thing. That shit is fucking bullshit. I'm so yeah. sick of hearing that. You don't I'm need a bad it's just, it's not bullshit if you're actually there for your kid. But you gotta, you gotta, you, as, as the person who that shit is coming out your mouth, you gotta stop and think, where's that coming from? You, you gotta stand up. If you gotta stand up, not bullshit. If you're actually taking care of your kid, what are you talking about? Right. So what I, what I'm saying is this: because you're taking care of your kid, if you gotta stand up and go, I'm taking care of my kid. Everybody else would have bounced. Now, where's it coming from? Right? Is that it, it, it's it's at the core of this entire episode? It's ego shit, right? And and Lawrence's ego is out of control. I, I think absolutely, like Lawrence, Lawrence did did not show his best self at all in that episode. I think I think both of them. She she was she was exhibiting a lot of fear, a lot of selfishness. Because I'm like, yo, there's been a lot of times in my life where I've been fucking fatigued, and I'm like, yo, the kids away from me, I gotta go. Because your kids don't give a fuck about your fatigue level, and Lawrence chose this shit. He sat there, he's like, oh man, oh, that was a long call. That was longer than I expected. Motherfucker, you got a you got a ticket already. Your bag is packed. All you gotta do is drag your ass to the airport. If there was some pussy at that airport, he'd have made his way over there. Rachel. Yeah. What do you think about that? I'm taking care of my kids. I'm a good dude. Other dudes would have bounced. You don't get credit for things that you're already supposed to be doing, you know? Like, so what? You might be taking care of your kid. You're supposed to be taking care of your kid. And what does what somebody else is not doing have to do with you? And the baby is not that old. How old is the baby? Maybe three months at this point. Calm down. You got you got 18 more years of this. You really not that great at it at all in the very beginning. And like I said, I don't think either one of them showed themselves in a good light in terms of co-parenting. I think that. Condola might still have feelings for Lauren, and that might be driving what she's doing. All right. So um, I, I, I want to jump to this point. We've been on for a little bit, but, uh, you know, you talked about it. Clark talked about it. The give me my baby. Give me my baby. And in the beginning, when a child mm -hmm. is still nursing or whatever else it is, chances mm -hmm. are I ain't going to argue with a woman about nothing as long as, you know, she's nursing and not giving my kid tainted milk. <laughs> Right. And, you know, my kid is growing and, and, and latching and all that other sort of stuff. Right. But mm -hmm. I went through this on the trip to Cancun. The woman who was hosting the event, when she mentioned that she had reached out to her and that, you know, she had to give her a call back or send some pictures or whatever else it is, says, because we sat down at dinner and we talked about this. Like it was a, a, a an intense discussion. And I was like, but he's here with his father. And she kept saying things like, but as a mother, I understand because as a mother, as a mother, I said, so what are you saying that as a father, I don't understand that when she takes him and goes to, you know, Pennsylvania or, you know, when he was a couple of months old, she took him on a flight and went out to San Francisco to visit her friends or whatever else it is, or, or you know, all this other sort of places they went that I don't question. You know, are you saying that as a father, are you saying that moms trump dads? And I'm saying, I'm sorry, I think that's antiquated. 
I, I, he's my son. This is my son, you know, and that may not mean much, you know, to you, but that has a significant meaning to me. This is my son, my boy, you know, so, if it was my girl, if it, this is my daughter, you know what I'm saying? And, and, and I'm sorry. Um, you know, I know I asked you, Rachel, earlier, um, you know, if there was a man who was as involved, you know, as me, do you think that you could say the same thing? You said you, you've, you haven't been in that experience. I don't know what that feels like, but I was going to ask you about the, the woman that you were talking about that you went on the trip with. Was she and the By one? the way, I just want to be clear to anybody who's listening. There were like 12 of us down there. Miles and the other kid were the only two kids. The reason I went with them is because her son needed somebody to play with. And I was thinking about taking Miles someplace anyway. So this was just it. But go ahead. So do you think, even though she was married. thousand dollars later. Go ahead. You, even though she was married and has a husband, do you think the husband is as hands on with the boy or was she the one doing? Because I can, even though I was living with. Makai's dad, I still had that feeling that this is my kid. Because you were the most hands-on? Yes. So that's what I'm saying. So maybe she's speaking from that part, uh, uh, you know, of the fact that she's the one who's always doing stuff. And if you go back well, in time, it was always the mom who was doing everything. So, so dads evolve and be hands-on. But so that wasn't always the case. So, so, it, so it's, it's interesting, right? Because it is, there is that preconceived, preconceived societal notion that, you know, mom takes precedence. Right. And, and, but, and, and here's, why, here's why I think, like, the, the reasoning is askew. Because even if you are the more hands-on parent, that doesn't necessarily mean that the other parent is incompetent or incapable. Because realistically, when, you know, my, my daughters were younger and when they were born... Their mom was a stay-at-home mom. Right. So she was the one who was there with them, you know, setting routines and and, and, and taking care of them on a day-to-day -day basis because I was out working. That doesn't mean that when I was home, I didn't I didn't get involved right. in, in taking care of them and I didn't have the capability of taking care of them because I've had a hand in raising kids for as long as I can remember. What if I felt that you were incapable? But but that's that's your perception. It doesn't necessarily mean it's the reality. Doesn't mean I'm a less capable parent than she is. Absolutely not. Someone can be less responsible. I know with between oh, yeah. and and my son's father, he was not responsible when it came to you know. Right, and and, 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 and but it's also the perception of responsibility. Like right? you know, if there's gross negligence, that's one thing. Yeah. You know, if if. You know, he you're upset because he doesn't take your son's socks off before he puts him to bed. No, that, that's no. another thing, right? It, it, upset. No, 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 no. She's upset because he doesn't put a coat on him when he takes him to school in the middle of the winter. <laughs> and, and, I, and I'll tell you what, what's the other crazy thing. Like up here, that's a cultural thing. Like little boys in like once they hit junior high school. Junior high school, high school, they don't wear they don't wear coats. No, he was little. Yeah, I'm saying up here that's a thing. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. no, it's here too. I see. Trying to make a way. Trying to make a way. 
Did he yeah. have a coat on, Clark? It was cold outside. <laughs> no, listen, my, my kids are not going outside without a coat, but I'm saying it's, it's absolutely a thing, especially for I, little boys. I see it now. I see teenagers with shorts on. Oh, yeah. Bas- basketball shorts on. Yeah, and, and it's a little different. Here it actually starts depending, like yo, know, like maybe like a teenager coming outside. A teenager coming outside with basketball shorts on and flip flops and socks in the middle of the winter is different than the parents sending them outside like that. Right, bro. bro I'm telling you, little, little boy, little boys walking to school, little boys on the school bus, like yo, elementary, yeah, like maybe like fifth, sixth grade when they can start dressing themselves, you know. And no, the, Mark, the dad sent him there like that. The dad no, no, sent him no, there I, like I, that. I know what it is. I know what it he is. Ain't talking about the story. Did on his own and snuck out the house. Dad sent him there like that. Yeah. Anyway, anyway, we got to wrap up. Um, uh, Rachel, any closing thoughts? <laughs> um, regarding parenthood. Yes, co-parenting. Well, David, you know, I'm, I'm, it's still a struggle for me, even at my son being 18 and in college, because, you know, we had, I'm not going to try to go over, but, you know, recently I came to you about how I felt like, you know, my son's father was pitting me and my against each other. So it's still at 18, even though lives in my home and um, his dad is still there in Brooklyn. We still have moments where, well, we don't really talk, which is means that there's no co-parenting going on. (laughs) So I can't give any advice because I need help (laughs) because I'm not a good example of co-parenting. Yeah. So. Clark? Overall, like co-parenting isn't easy, man. It's not easy at all, and and I think, you know, especially like if we reflect on the episode, you're dealing with two people who are learning to co-parent, you know, and and, and learning how to put the pieces together. Lawrence, you know, this being his first kid, Candola, how the hell you pronounce it, Candola, Rice, Candola, Candola, her having to learn how to move with this dude and be inclusive of, of, of war. It's a learning process. And sometimes that learning process takes years. Sometimes we don't learn it. So, um, huh. We're going to pray for you, David. <laughs> you know, listen, Rachel, you said this um, a while ago, right? You know, sometimes... I'm good for somebody saying something. And I'd be like, fuck you and the horse you rode in on and not giving a fuck how you feel about the fact that I said it or who you go show it to. I'm getting to a place or I think I'm getting to a place where, um, so I don't know. I have nothing to offer. I'm going to stop there. Um, <laughs> no, because, because, because I, I, I'm, it's I'm, a, it's an uphill hill battle. It's a work in progress. I, I, listen, um, fuck that. It ain't no fucking work in progress. Sometimes you can do all the fucking work you want and your boss will never give you a fucking raise. So you, you could, it, it, it could just be, you know, you're just doing the work because you're doing the work and nothing ever comes from the other side. That's absolutely possible. It, 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 it absolutely is possible, but sometimes you're doing the work not for the other side, but for your own growth, right? Clark, that ain't news. That ain't new. You right. still, that's what I'm saying. Fucked up. You're still dealing with somebody who's fucked up. 
Who wants right. to go to Right. So the only the only way it's it's wild because like this is a conversation like I had with my kids recently, and I said, yo, sometimes you are in a situation with somebody who is so fucked up, right? That there's no reasoning with. You know, the only variable you can control is yourself. And you make provisions and you make decisions based on what you can control or around that person. And the only situation in life where you can, you are inextricably bound in that way is co-parenting. Yeah. Co-parenting or maybe your siblings when you, or parents when you're young because you can't really escape that. And so you can look at that other person and go, yo, they're fucked up. And you could go, all right, I know they're fucked up. I can let them drag me down with them and drag me to the lowest common denominator and raise my blood pressure. Or I can, or I can operate around them. It's fine. I don't know what you're talking about. My blood pressure is just fine. Listen, my, my, my shit began to rise. A few years before the pandemic, your shit gets it right because you don't tell nobody to go fuck yourself every now and then. Every now and then, oh. you have to tell somebody to go fuck yourself. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. Fucking scammers sent me some fucking bullshit. Your fucking uh, Chase bank card has been. Um, uh, we've detected fraudulent activity. You should uh, click here so that we can update your password. I responded, I will click here right after I fuck your mother. Or maybe you should go fuck your mother. And I feel great about it. I feel great about sending that. Right? <laughs> Yo, and, and like I said, you, like you said, now and again, right? I, 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 I describe the people like this. I, said, I have enough of my father in me that I, can, I have a very high tolerance and a high threshold. And I have enough of my mother in me that when it's time for you to go fuck yourself, it's time for you to go fuck yourself, right? And and I think that, you know, it's about finding that balance. It's about finding that balance and going, yo, you know, like, I'm not going to let anybody drive me fucking nuts. Because one, the, the handful of people who can lived under this roof with right? It's hard. It's hard to... It, it absolutely is, right? Because you, you think about somebody who is your co-parent. Wait, wait. So, so hold on, Rachel. Tell a story about driving your car through his house. Go ahead. <laughs> what? No, 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 no. We gotta, we gotta wrap up. We gotta wrap up. We gotta wrap up. Rachel, you, you gotta, you gotta come back and tell some stories. Rachel. Gotta wrap up. We, we, we gotta just wrap have up. a Rachel. I didn't do it, but I told my therapist that I wanted to do it. <laughs> oh, yeah. Listen, Mark, call the action. Call the action. Call the action. Call the action, ladies, gentlemen, and consenting adults. Thank you for joining us for another episode of Single Dad Why You Bad Podcast. We are everywhere that you can listen to podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher. We are out on social media, particularly on Instagram. So make sure that you like, you subscribe, you share with your friends, you spread the word. David, anything you want to add? Uh, it's Single Dad Why You Mad, not Single Dad Why Am I Mad. Rachel? Single Dad Why You Mad. Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why you mad? Single dad, why are you mad? Single dad, why 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 you mad?